to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. We didn't I, talk about who's going to start this. We did not, but uh, that's okay. Um, hey! This counts. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is another little... Uh, Alan, you want to start this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't now. <laughs> uh, this is our uh, socialist episode. It is definitely our Jesus was a socialist episode. Do you know that some people use the teachings of Jesus to argue that he was a capitalist? I mean, if it's negative day and those people Opposite are day. assholes. Negative day. I know. Uh, what was that? Yeah. So Nick, uh, from what you know about Jesus, yeah. would you consider him to be a capitalist <laughs> or a socialist? Obviously a socialist. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he hangs out with everyone. Mm-hmm. He, uh, well, I mean, cap- capitalists aren't necessarily loners. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not. He's also not a classist. Oh, I, for sure. To, anything that I've learned, we've not um, covered Jesus making money. Oh, no. Well, he was a carpenter. Oh, okay. See, they say that, but have you, is there ever a single time beyond them saying he was a carpenter of him going <laughs> and he fashioned X? Maybe, you know. Uh, and charged Y. Right. <laughs> His rates were reasonable. <laughs> There's a couple of popular subreddits right now of uh, like financial independence about like basically people making their millions in their mid 20s and then retiring. Maybe yeah. Jesus was a really good carpenter. Oh, like he finished like before. So he, he finished like pilots like bathroom so well. Yeah. He retired at 29. And he then, needed capitalism to do the Jesus stuff. Yeah. yeah he started his ministry at 30. <laughs> turns, out, turns out like the reason we didn't hear about him between 13 and 30 is that like he was just exploiting people left and right to get it like to, to make his millions. Yeah. This is his retirement career. Oh, what, what if the water, what if the water to wine was a retirement party? Oh my God. Mm. He's like, this is the last thing of my like horrible social or like capitalistic uh, entry. Like that's why he didn't want his mom saying anything. He's like, this hey, is not a part of that yet. He's like, I'm not buying more wine. I'm about to be Bill Gates. I'm making my millions and giving it all away. We have our, we have our fan fiction set. <laughs> oh, if you get off to, I guess not all fan fiction is necessarily. No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there non-sexual fan yeah, fiction? Totally. This is one of them. Nobody's getting off to this. No. This is not. Although questionable that we are fans of the Bible. <laughs> wow. We just use it a lot. <laughs> Does that make it less or more likely that somebody's going to get off to it? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so today it, it's. Uh, Alan, kinda, you want to start this one? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get started. My, and I'm Alan. <laughs> so these are two like little like micro stories uh, two. from Jesus. Well, like one and a, a, and a, and a. An addendum? A, a off comment. Are we oh. parabling? Yeah. Well, no, no, these are not parables, although they're treated like parables when they're being taught, when they're, when they were taught to me, they were treated like parables, but they're quote unquote true stories. These are just Jesus interactions. Okay. Also like Alan, well, I guess we can, when he get into, but did he feel, does Jesus feel like extra snarky in this one? Like, yes, everything feels like, like, like he's doing something else and this guy's just bothering him. Well, uh, and we've covered this before. Like Jesus whole thing was with the parables was to be a little like obtuse circumspect and, and like his, his disciples afterwards would always be like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. What did that mean? And he'd be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like there's three fish and a coin uh-huh. and an old lady. They yeah. all went to the soup. <laughs> like, What did that mean? That's, that's actually a thing. Uh, so today we're covering the rich young ruler. Yes. Okay. Only about five minutes into the podcast, we say what we're actually talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rich young ruler is just, again, it's a little like side interaction. It's like four, 
well, what is it? 20, uh, it's nine verses. Okay. And uh, Adam, what do you remember that? So it is, yeah, it like, uh, it literally says a, a rich young ruler came to, came to Jesus, which they don't specify what he's a ruler of. Oh, maybe he's a fellow retire early bro. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his, he's got his Tesla. <laughs> or he's an animate ruler. Yeah. He has like, he's that guy who does. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves that's, a better laugh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. That's <laughs> Rich Young Ruler is actually a pretty good, uh, like rapper name. Rap name. Yeah. Uh, can I, yeah. Can I tell you guys what mine is? You have a rep name? I just came up with this the other day. Oh, um, yes, okay. 100 It was It was on the board at the uh, Thai restaurant, <laughs> and I, I decided to adopt it as my rap name. Golden Prawn? It is Fresh Young Coconut. Oh, that's pretty good. That is yeah. pretty good. Fresh Young Coconut. So from now on, if you'll address me as Fresh Young Coconut. Deal. Anyway, the ruler. F F Y C. Young, young Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Coke. Excuse young me. Young Coke. Uh, he, uh, so he shows up and, uh, like just straight out asks, like, what do I need to do to go to heaven? Like, like that's, he just straight up asks, what do I need? And Jesus like just flippantly goes like, I follow all the commandments and then ignores him. And I don't know if he's, I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's just there. Like Jesus is just there. He's not like pre in mid preaching. It's like this guy, like, like, and I can like interrupts him, but he, Jesus treats him like he's being interrupted. Sort of. I I wouldn't call it like a brush off per se, but so the guy says, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And first of all, Jesus is like, why do you call me good? No one's good except for God. Oh, I forgot about that. As in like, are you, are you calling me God Uh right now? Yeah. yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Uh, And then he says, uh, you you know how to be good. Keep the commandments. And the, and the guy goes, and the rich young girl goes like, I do, I'm, I'm doing that. But you know, like clearly there's a lot of, of Jewish people who are doing that. What do like specifically, what different do I need to do? And Jesus finally just like kind of snaps and goes like, all right, then sell everything you own. Give it to the poor. Come follow me. Whoa. And the rich young ruler is like, oh, and like, I think it actually says like he, he's remorseful because he's, he was very wealthy. So it, it, uh, it covers this story in almost the same words in three different, um, books of the Bible mm-hmm. in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, every version it says, uh, of a version of like, but that made him sad and he went away <laughs> for he had a lot of money. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing. No, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's for he had great possessions for. He was very rich. Yeah. Sadly, Craigslist did not yet exist. Right now. This isn't I no, not, not sell everything you have. Give well, it away. Yeah. 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 Free yeah, pile. Yeah. Give it away and like literally like give it to the poor. Mm-hmm. And then but and then I do think it's interesting that it's like then come follow me too. It seems like a unnecessary step. Yeah. I well, mean, it doesn't sound like he particularly enjoys this person's company. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's giving him the brush off. <laughs> he's like, oh. He'll, he'll give away his shit, but he won't come and follow me. So. Uh-huh. But then, um, and that's basically it. And there's not, well, uh, is this, is I have the needle in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then. When Jesus saw he was sad, he responds with. <laughs> right. It, he basically says this. He doubles and, down. You've probably heard this phrase before, but like it's easier for, for uh, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's a very common phrase in Christendom. And this is, this is where he says that essentially like, like, yeah, I see that it's, it's tough. Uh, you're going to do it. And the rich young ruler bows out and doesn't. That's, yeah. that's it. Great. Well, and, and so, and so he doesn't go to heaven. Well, I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. 
<laughs> That's presumptuous. Yeah, why not? Um, well, and what's really interesting, how Adam just said that this was brought up a lot in church. It seems like something that I would want to avoid as like a church leader. Yeah. Because it's literally Jesus saying in like very few words, the only way to get to heaven <laughs> is to not be attached to any possessions, yeah. like get rid of your entire wealth. That's the only way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was there was some definite like cognitive blindness that was going on because we would have sermons around this this one verse or these like small collection of but like, like these, then like ignore it completely like everything <laughs> else like they, there is no space in the gospels for the for the prosperity message where there's there's entire oh, right. churches built around the idea that God wants you to be rich sure that fundamentally does not exist in in the New Testament. And you not, I mean, you could maybe make some arguments in the old Testament that, that God blessed people to, you know, certain levels of wealth, but every single person in the new Testament, that's good, like died penniless, probably upside down on a cross. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really, it's really interesting to me that the dissonance between the exact words of Jesus yeah, and everything that Christianity is about. Modern well, Christianity is about. And this is probably going to be more of a me experience than Alan's experience, just because going to high school in a non-denomination, uh, Adventists tend to hold on to a lot more of the cultural side of the Old Testament um, because of Sabbath and right. uh, because of st- uh, State of the Dead and a few other things. Um, they just, there's a kind of a greater adherence or a greater weight put state towards of the, it. State of the Dead is a uh, New Testament as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm just like on autopilot now. Um, anyway, uh, so often we would get into these like philosophical or theological arguments in high school where they would be throwing at me that essentially that we need to ignore the Old Testament and the New Testament is the only thing that matters. And then in the same breath, be like shifting to this is why George W. Bush is like one of the Whoa. ordained like leader of the of of the nation. And I just I couldn't Whoa. fucking connect. Like there's a gap yeah. that I can't grok what that intricate math that you just did that gets you from A to B. I mean, that's not, you. yeah. I, no, it's not unique. It's just something that yeah, like, I, I, I bashed into hard. I get that because current, a lot of current Christianity are saying that like Trump was sent by God and like ordained by God. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what, what part, <laughs> which God? Yeah. Right. Like Loki. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, uh, Dane Cook? Deifying him? Yeah, I'm deifying Dane Cook. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's just a really interesting one. Basically, uh, Jesus would probably vote for Bernie Sanders and, uh, or like would be so off the grid, he would not have heard of anyone. Or he'd be the uh, Bernie Sanders complainer of like, well, he's actually part of the 1%, so his message is not really working. I mean, honestly, yeah. Jesus would probably be like, legitimately helping people in a third world country and would be totally not involved in politics whatsoever. <laughs> yes. I right. just, we just, Dan and I just watched, uh, John Oliver's most recent episode about, uh, universal healthcare. And there's a guy who started a, it's a, it's a program that basically sets up, um, free healthcare clinics mm-hmm. and they, they literally like fly to different places and they started in the eighties in mostly third world countries. And he started, looking at numbers of access, like people who have, have not having access to, to healthcare. And now 80% of their work is done in the United States because the need is the greatest here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this crazy thing where he's like, I don't understand why, but this is a, so it, it could very well be that, that Jesus could be that guy, like just running around providing free sure. services to, to everybody. I mean, like 
I have a couple other verses yeah. about uh, Jesus and money. Great. Uh, by the way. Um, fucking. Sorry. <laughs> I keep trying to eat. Nick keeps putting out snacks. And and the first thing that Alan does when he arrives is pushes them towards, towards me. And then I like absentmindedly pick them up and almost like, you know. Anyway, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. I mean, you don't get much more black and white. Yeah. Like Jesus does not get more. He's a, he says it. (laughs) It's yeah. I mean, that's just, there's so many versions of that and there are versions of like, you know, the, the, uh, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh, blessed are you who are hungry for you'll be satisfied. He's like talking about taking care of the poor Mm -hmm. and he heals the sick. Mm -hmm. Even Paul like doesn't, this is an area where he and Paul like don't bash up like, protecting the poor and helping a life of poverty is, is uh, like raised up. Yeah. Forgive me if I've brought this up on the podcast before, but, um, forgiven. I know weird phrasing, not really, (laughs) but, uh, there was when I was younger, um, I would say like middle school ish, our church wanted to do a remodel and, uh, which is fine. You're allowed to remodel. You know, okay. Like if, if things are broken, you're allowed to think that's right in the verses. Yeah. You are allowed to remodel. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Jesus said thou shalt uh, be allowed to raise funds for new paint. So they like, it was very obvious that they were like, you know, you know, raising money to do this, which should have been given to the poor anyway, but they spent one whole church service talking through the remodel plan instead of like, doing a church service. Oh, interesting. And I remember that being a very like eye opening might be a bit strong, but as like a 13 or 14 year old being like, this is wrong. Yeah. Like if someone's coming here for like comfort or to like, you know, learn about the community of Christianity, which can at times be good. Uh, like, or just, like we, we were told that people will like be that the Holy spirit will be working on people and they will just feel co- like it is a common story for people just walking off the street, never experienced, but this is a common uh-huh. story told us that people were just like walking off the street with the expectation of being spiritually it, fed. It was just one yeah, of the yeah. first times that I felt like this strong break between myself and the religion I was involved in. Yeah. And it had to do with just, they were basically talking through like money. Like this is going to cost this, this yeah. is going to cost this. You guys should give money. And I was like, <laughs> but we're supposed to give money to the, Poor. poor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. Cause it was remodeling a church is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have a, it wasn't a full church service, but for about, I, it was probably only a couple months, but in my brain, it was like a full year that we were, my church was trying to build a new church. My grandpa built your church. Oh really? I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Yeah. My grandpa <laughs> built Adam's childhood church. Aww. Yeah, middle school. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird yeah. coincidence. I mean, it's a small community. But uh, we did similar thing where there would be a chunk of the service right after, like right before the offering where some, the, basically the chairman of the church board would get up and <laughs> do, it wasn't a full church service, but it was a pitch on you should give money Their to little sponsored this message. Church. Yeah. And it, it, I remember the exact same feeling. Like, it's like, this feels wrong. Mm-hmm. This is inappropriate for this time. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, pivoting slightly to, you know, just on this, like Jesus feels the burn sort of message. Uh, there's another little one-off where, um, some Pharisees are approaching Jesus. The, I'm not, I'm, the, I'm, the render unto Caesar. Oh, I'll let you tell it. 
I mean, essentially, like the Pharisees. So you remember the Pharisees are like the, the yeah, yeah. political, like the political. There's two political: the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Yep. Anyway, Pharisees are the more assholey ones. Yeah, they're the antagonistic, uh, yeah. bad guys exactly. in the Bible. And this are is, they more of like? Would they be opposed to this message? Like, are they into money? I mean, Jesus wrecked their shit at one point because yeah, of money. Yeah. Which yes and yes, which like, I should have included. Maybe I hadn't actually. It put that together but yeah it's like in my brain it's like the money doesn't come into the equation uh-huh. like it's all religious disagreements <laughs> but that's not true you're like as alan's pointing out yes they okay. would be upset by this they, yeah. they weren't as far as like selling indulgences but like exchange of money and like value of money was definitely part. yeah, yeah. at I mean, least uh-huh. at least from the bible's perspective you know i can't speak of right. like the actual like historical yeah, yeah. perspective no no it, it's it's more like you need to go to the temple to do certain rites mm-hmm. and they had the stalls right out in front that sold all of the tools that you would need sure. for the rights of course and while it wasn't necessarily inherently wrong it was like they were just banking on they were making a shitload of money off of people you know you know, it was, it was convenience yeah, like, as a tourist. When you go anywhere to any temple and they're, Oh, you can do this and this and this, and right. here they are for sale for yeah, like you. Buy a candle to light yeah. inside, but totally free to go in. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to do very, this. Very good example. Yeah. yeah so it, and so the, it, there is an incident with that. I guess we could just tell that now and just burn it since we're, we've told everything, but the actual incident. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. So the incident is Jesus goes, going to the temple and he just like, he's going through it's in Jerusalem, which is, where the like the largest temple would be. And so they presumably the marketplace outside is bigger. I'm I'm trying to rationalize why this is the time he loses it, but he basically like just snaps, loses and shits and (laughs) loses and shits, (laughs) loses his shit and literally starts upending tables. Like he, and Uh and grabs a whip and physically drives the merchants out of the temple area and just basically screaming like, this is a a holy place. You're fucking defiling. It doesn't probably didn't say, well, (laughs) sure. Why not? Jesus says, uh, you're fucking defiling this place and starts like beating them to get like, to get out of this space. Um, and so it's, it's a, one of the only times that Jesus gets violent. Sure. Actually, it's the only time that Jesus gets violent and or angry. Um, but he, and it's all over with a whip. Nonetheless. With a whip. Um, although like this is falling more and more in the size of Jesus is a socialist. Like he's like, it's not about the fucking commerce. <laughs> uh-huh. You assholes. Yeah. 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 Um, so that I'm, all happens. I'm, um, look, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Uh, cause I think Nick just actually sent us a comedy bit about this exact thing. Like, oh really? Like last week. I remember you sending the thing, but I don't remember what it was. So I'm, I'm a terrible friend. Sorry. Um, anyway, we were talking about something earlier with the Pharisees, right? So, uh, the Pharisees, uh, are, this is later in, um, in like the Jesus story. Like mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where the Pharisees are trying to figure out a way to get rid of him politically because he's making things very difficult for them. Yeah. Um, and so what they go is like, oh, you know, we don't have the power to do anything, but Rome has the power to put everybody like to, to death. So what we need to do is catch him in something that Rome would would uh, react to. And then he'll, like Rome will take care of it and we don't have to deal with them anymore. So what they go like, oh, you know what they care about? Taxes. They care about money. They care about making sure that they get their due. Yeah. And we know that uh, like Jews being oppressed by the Romans is a hot button for all Jews. So what we'll do is we'll get Jesus to say something about like around taxes and that way the Romans will take care of it. So they go in and basically say, uh, oh shit, it's, uh, it's. Tell us therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Right. That's what it was. And there, I believe there actually is. And this is their gotcha moment. Right. And they're expecting him to go like, 
No, it's an unlawful thing. Because money doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Your treasure should be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what we just talked about. And then did be, Jesus basically goes like, do you have a coin? And somebody has a coin and he grabs the coin. He's like, whose head is on the coin? And it's Caesar's. And and he says, and this is again, another, like one of those like common Christian phrases is render under Caesar, Caesar, what is Caesar's render under God, what is God's. And the idea being that pay your taxes because that's what you know, you're legally supposed to do, but your heart, your soul, your mind, everything else should be good to God. Yeah. And then, and then Pharisees like, ah, <laughs> like you got us. It actually says they, they marveled. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, oh, that was good. You got out of that one. <laughs> uh, you. Damn it. They thought they were asking the gutter punk, yeah. but you know, who like identifies with the burn stuff, but yeah. they actually uh, just asked Bernie. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, like, no, none of this shit works yeah. unless you pay your taxes. Yeah, pay uh, you know what? That, that was a very good Bernie gotcha moment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I did a little bit of like reading around this because I know that some Christians have actually used this as a reason to not pay taxes. Yeah. Weirdly again. So how is that? Like hey. explain that rationalizing. Oh, I'm excited to let Adam do this. Oh no, I, because this seems so black and white. You're, you're bringing rationale to a okay. crazy Well, fight. okay. But so, okay, then don't rationalize it. <laughs> Tell me their argument. How do they use this story? They use this story as the argument to not pay taxes? Have you ever been in a conversation where somebody <laughs> makes a statement of like fact, expecting it to be the explanation for their logic? Uh, in the sense that like, uh, here I'm trying to come up with an example, where they, they say like, uh, well, I punched you and that's why I punched you essentially. Okay. Uh, that's a terrible. From, from what I from what I know, they're basically saying since he says render unto Caesar what Caesar and God what is God's, they're saying the God part is so much more important that the Caesar part is just like, well, God decides everything. So that's why we don't need to <laughs> the exact opposite of what he said. It's kind of the exact opposite. When so I, but then on the on the other side of that, I always was under the impression what Adam said, like you Jesus is saying like you have to pay taxes because you have to pay taxes. Right. But um, I was doing some reading about like kind of interpretations of this text. And one I really thought was good was Jesus was saying like, you have a coin in your pocket. Therefore you are participating in that system. Therefore you need to pay for that system. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a, uh, it's like, a really logical. Yeah. It wasn't like you have to pay taxes cause you have to pay taxes. It was like, if you're choosing to participate in the system that right. like this money is symbolic. Oh, this is fuck off libertarians. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you use the roads. You pay for the fucking taxes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was like, Oh, that actually makes his argument make a lot of sense. Like the fact that they had a coin in their pocket or pouch or whatever, um, <laughs> meant that they were participating in the system, which meant that they had to pay for the system. Yes. I was like, Oh damn Jesus. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Extra sick burn. Yeah. You can, you can be all fuck the system as you want to be. Uh, but at some point, unless you are, yeah, off the grid using nothing. Yeah. If you're John the Baptist and you <laughs> sure. are sleeping, Eating honey and locust. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping in the sand. Like John the Baptist does not have to pay taxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He's not using the roads. He's, he's like, got- he's like 30 feet into the woods, like, uh-huh. like going through brambles specifically not to like, this engage. is green space. <laughs> <laughs> He's like just walking parallel to roads. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not using them. I'm not using them. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can see that light. I'm going to go 50 feet that way. That way yeah. I don't like use this. Walmart parking lots are, are <laughs> like a separate Fortnite foreign place. Isn't it? Yeah. Can't you like camp yeah. in Walmart parking lots? You can lots? stay yeah, overnight yeah. and yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so fucking true. Anyway. So there's just my few examples of, uh, Jesus was a socialist and any Christian that tries to claim otherwise is, uh, just ignoring Everything? the Bible. The people who preach be like, 
Well, that's what Jesus said. And it's so against what Jesus said. I just, you can't even, no, like Adam said, you can't logic with that. I guess that I also kind of, I mean, I, I would presume that there would be a percentage amongst any group, but I, I guess I didn't really know that it was that big of a thing either that like, there's a group of Christians who are like, yeah, we don't pay taxes. I don't know if that group is necessarily okay. high, but I would say that the misrepresenting the ideals of Christ, especially around say pacifism and socialism, like those ideals yeah, yeah. that, that the people who actually follow or believe in the actual words of Jesus is a much lower percentage than like, is it like, I would say 70, 30 believes that Jesus was a capitalist. Well, and, and, <laughs> and with both these things, with the taxes and the rich young ruler, there are groups of Christians who don't pay taxes, but then there are groups of Christians who like literally follow the sell everything, give it to the poor. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Like, and, right. and I admire that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they're following their convictions. I hope they don't mix wool and cotton as well. Sure. I hope they're just like a hundred percent on well, everything. I, mean, I guess if you're going to be a hundred percent New Testament, you could. Uh, okay. 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 That's fair. That's but, fair. Because yeah, Jesus, uh, you could interpret Jesus saying he kind of negates all of the Old Testament. Well, like last week's episode right. with the like, now you can slaughter everything. Yeah. Rooftop yeah. revelation. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's all open. <laughs> it's open season on on ostrich. Anyway, the more <laughs> and this just comes back, and I know I've said this many times. The more I read the Bible, the more I'm like, how do Christians ignore this, like mm-hmm. it's the same logic though, that like, like when uh, you're talking about universal healthcare and you go like, yes, your taxes will go up $2,000 a year, but your overall expenses will go down $8,000 a year. And they go like, well, that's still more money. He's like, no, yeah. no, you, 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 it's a net change. Well, a friend of uh, mine and Adams, uh, which we probably should have on the podcast at some point, but he said that one summer his mom gave him a hundred dollars to read the whole Bible, um, hoping that it would make him more of a Christian. <laughs> and it was that act that <laughs> turned him off to Christianity because he read it cover to cover and he was, you know, a smart young thinking man. Yeah. And, uh, I just, th- that irony is beautiful. To Do me. you still get the hundred bucks? I presume so. Lovely. We'll ask him when we have him on. Great. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. We've got a call or two. Yeah, we do. Okay. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. We are heading to the prayer hotline. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, give us a voice memo. Uh, you record it using your portable telephone. Yes. And then you email it using that same telephone. Your portable telephone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, it correct. To dear Jesus at kingjamesvirgin.com. And both, both work. You can use dear as in D E E R or D E A R. But D E A R is correct. Was that necessary? Yep. Didn't that just totally negate yep. the reason of you have? Okay. Um, <laughs> so who are we hearing from today? We are hearing from Len Schmidt um, all the way from Shanghai. We got our first international, like, like cross-continental caller, which is super exciting. Um, so yeah, shall we listen to that? Yes. Here it goes. Hey guys, this is Len Schmidt calling from Shanghai, China. So let you know, I really appreciate your show. Um, uh, seem to be living some sort of, uh, plague and pestilence situation of my own here with the coronavirus update, but uh, things aren't as bad as you might have heard. But anyway, uh, just to really enjoy your show, I just want to tell you my first memory relating to uh, Jonah is when I was very young, my grandmother bought me this hardcover book called Jonah and the Worm, 
And for some reason, I kept it for a very long time, even after I'd gotten rid of a lot of my other kid books. And it was a lot thicker than a normal kid book. And it had a cartoony, warm picture on the front. I don't know why I kept it for so long. Uh, but one day, I actually did read it um, when I was in my teens, I think. And I was just amazed that it was this incredibly... I mean, I, I vaguely remember this, and I decided it was better to just call you guys instead of trying to actually do any research on this. But basically, somebody, you know, in sort of a comic book type scenario decided it would be really good to let you know more about the worm. So the story, the way I remember it was that the worm, too, had received a calling from God, um, and his job was to come and to eat, you know, eat the vine so that the gourd would fall and Jonah couldn't enjoy the shade. So this whole story was about this. I believe there was more than one worm. There's probably some sort of worm family. I can't remember if the worm also was doubting of the Lord's will or if he would, it seems like he might have been a little bit more cheerful about the whole thing. But anyway, yeah, a whole, a whole book. I mean, not very long, but pretty, kind of long for kids' book standards, just all about the exciting story of the worm that went and ate the vine. And actually, I can't remember what happened after that, what his closure was. So I'm not sure if there was a, there was much of an arc there or not. But uh, anyway, a very strange thing that I, for some reason, have always remembered from my childhood. So anyway, I appreciate the, uh, the great show and uh, look forward to hearing more. Bye. Uh, well, lovely call. Yeah. Um, you know, this sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, really? Like, I vaguely remember this book. I don't know. Maybe it was at like a like Christian book yeah. store maybe or something. It, it came out in 83. So the oh, chances it's of us- as old as I am. Well, the chances of us having heard of it are good. It's plausible. I yeah. have to say that when he started the story, I thought that he was indicating that he first learned the story was Jonah and the worm. I know. Instead of Jonah and the whale or fish. <laughs> uh, and that a, you know, giant worm came out of the depths of the ocean and Jonah swallowed him up. Jonah meets Dune. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, which I got very excited about. And then I just learned that it was uh, about a religious worm. The, you know, and such a, like, I think Len, like, to- you totally hit this, like, weird thing in Christianity where it feels like after Christian art or authors or like creatives in general, like keep trying to find new angles into the same story. Fan fiction. Yeah. It's totally, <laughs> like, it's totally fan fiction because you eventually like run out of ways to approach it from the, yeah, you like, start finding the minor characters and like, <laughs> right. okay, let's, let's learn more about this worm. Do you think that it's like perfectly the same story of Jonah where like the worm says no. And then <laughs> he tries to climb away, but he's swallowed by like a, a bird or something. A bird. <laughs> for three days <laughs> i hope so and he spit back out it's a golden eagle <laughs> sure i don't know i'm trying to come up with no i'm actually and then at some point a termite munches on something that falls on his head and then there's oh, a second shit. volume of the termite and his religious family and his <laughs> message I, i'm reading the reviews of this on on amazon and uh i might buy it really <laughs> it sounds kind of interesting except you'll order it from our local bookstore right of course well Embarrassing. If it's still in print, well, he'll order it, but not really want to go get it. And so then, like, he'll <laughs> well, if it's get still swallowed by a taxi, yeah, yeah. that I, is this analogy is falling apart. I but, don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's still like new. Oh God, nope. I will not be buying this book. It's eighty dollars. Whoa, out of print. Hey, uh, but uh, Len, thank you so yes. much. Uh, Appreciate the call. A, uh, hey, Len, if you have that book, you should sell it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or send it to Alan. Or send it to me. <laughs> Our address is on the website. Yeah, uh, although I feel like from China that might be uh, not a cheap shipment uh, or possible. Right, I'll now. send you a sticker. There's that. Oh my god! Like speaking of coronavirus, uh, Diana was at work and there was a uh, a memo that went around that said uh, you just say, to re- you should say um, my wife was at work. No one knows who Diana is. You keep saying Ashley without saying my wife. I think I said my wife, Diana, comma my wife. 
comma, uh, was that, is it, was it work? And no, no, he wants you to say it. My wife. Yes. Okay. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> do not want that. I take it all back. Um, she got a memo that basically said, remember, uh, um, bubble wrap, like bubble, yeah, bubble wrap comes from China. So be careful when popping the, the, <laughs> the balls or the, the pops in like with the intention of like, you might be spreading coronavirus. That's the, the dispersal method is. Yeah. The yes. That like the, I, I love the idea that they think there's somebody in China who's like physically like into the, yeah, yeah. the bubbles. Yeah. And also that, I mean, I don't know what survived the trip. Yeah. I don't know what the like survival of, of that specific virus, but my kid was just sick and in the hospital and we, we asked specifically like, he's okay by the way. Yeah, he's fine. But when he could be around family members and they said this virus, which is a pretty bad one can only survive for six hours on right. hard surfaces. So right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the sealed trip from China <laughs> Probably longer okay. than six hours. Yeah. yeah. Also like, Maybe the heat from glue or like, you know, it's merging the bubble. Fear, there's so many. mongering. Yeah, there's so many things around that. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, again, uh, dearjesus at kingjamesvirgin.com. If you have memories that you'd like to share, uh, specifically, I guess we're focusing now on uh, Zacchaeus and Samson. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, if you have anything to share uh, about uh, Jonah or Job as well, you can do that too. Um, but looking for some good Samson memories. Yeah. There's got to be some weird memories of. I mean, of Adam had a lot. Yes. I mean, just, I mean, call us and go like, yeah, I remembered like the job out of the ass. That was a like, as a, like an eight year old, like getting to say ass was fantastic. <laughs> sure. Uh, yes. So, uh, again, uh, dear Jesus at King James Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJV pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this week we're going back to the old standard. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Those ratings and reviews really help get, or you can list uh, uh, stitcher too. Uh, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. review us on whatever. That'd be great. Chartable. I think is chartable. Have a blog, iTunes. review it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really just rate or review it. Um, but it's, you know, especially on iTunes, yes. they, it gets us in front of new people and potential listeners. So, uh, um, that's always great for us. Apple podcasts. What day? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixari, off the album El Moran. And this week's Resurrection Artist is Itchy Kitty. Um, you can find links to these songs, uh, some stickers, all sorts of things on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. Until next week. Remember, Amazon, CenturyLink, Chevron, Deer, Delta Airlines, Eli Lilly, FedEx, Gannett, General Motors, Goodyear, Honeywell, JetBlue, MGM Resorts, Netflix, Prudential Financial, Starbucks, and Whirlpool all paid zero dollars in federal income tax. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to the show.